0: John likes second lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo. While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio, it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know their and Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. I think we're I think we're kinda gonna get into the season with this one, right, John?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Sort of. Yeah. And hello, yeah. it's good to see you. Hey. Yeah.
1: Do you have a good Thanksgiving?
0: I, I worked both my jobs on Thanksgiving, so I didn't even see a single family member, but I saw some coworkers that I love. I had a coworker who accidentally got two Thanksgiving plates that he ordered, and he gave me one of his, so I got turkey cool. and cranberry sauce and green beans. So hey, that hey. was really, really nice. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was good. Saw my parents and grandparents on Thursday, and then we saw Emily's family yesterday, so.
0: Cool. Yeah. Family seems to be the consistent theme of Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. my thought is the day after Thanksgiving is the day that we can just go crazy with Christmas stuff. I am wearing a Christmas shirt today. It's a, We are actually streaming this on YouTube. That's yeah. something we're, we're just starting to do. We don't, I don't think anybody's watching this, but if you're listening to this podcast, just know that next, this coming Sunday, you can actually watch our podcast live. Um, but we'll get more um, details on that as we sort of develop. Yep. But if you are watching uh, this on a replay or something, I I have a, uh, it's like a snowman shirt. It's like a, it's like, you know, those shirts where it looks like you're wearing um, a Santa Claus shirt or whatever, but it's a Mm -hmm. snowman. So he's got a little scarf and he's got little cold buttons. And so what I do every year is I wear a a new Christmas shirt every day until Christmas, starting the day after Thanksgiving. So I am in the midst of that. Uh, The reason that I say we're getting into the spirit a little bit is because this is kind of a silly way that these two subjects came about. We're doing the topics Mm -hmm. of gremlins and spam. yeah. And I don't think spam has a whole lot to do with Christmas unless you shock me with some questions here. No, not really. Gremlins, I fully consider a Christmas movie. It's my favorite Christmas movie. And the odd way that these two got paired together is that I had a friend over and we were watching a football game and a commercial came on that featured uh, Zach Galligan, who's the lead actor in Gremlins, along with the Mogwai from Gremlins, his name is Gizmo, and it was a Mountain Dew commercial. It was really funny, and it cracks me up. And I look over at my friend, who's—he's who he's only, like, 21, so he's, like, a young kid. I'm like, do you like the Gremlins? He's like, I've never—I've actually never seen the Gremlins. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's my favorite movie ever. You've never seen Gremlins. So I was like, okay, we got to do an episode on this. And then when I pitched that to you for some reason or another—
1: I I think this was around when we were doing the, uh, now that's what we call music episode. Yeah, it was around that time. And, you know, say Ferris has a song called Spam, and it's about Spam. And I think I brought that up, and you said you had never had Spam. Yes. So...
0: Yeah, you were talking about uh, a specific way that you enjoy spam, which I can't even remember. And I was like, you know what? I've never had spam, and my friend never saw Gremlins, so that's an episode right there. Yeah. And so uh, so here we are. I'm going to quiz you on Gremlins. You're going to quiz me on spam. You have anything mm-hmm. to get the people hyped up about spam for? There's a bunch of different
1: recipes out there. Go If you don't like spam by itself, there's probably a recipe where you will like it.
0: And I'll just say that Gremlins is one of my all-time favorite movies. I have plenty that I can get into for sure, and we will. And I will also tease that I have, uh, this is a can, right? It's a tin can, and it says Spam. on. I have Spam with me. I'm gonna try Spam for the first time at some point during this episode. We'll figure out, maybe at the end of it, we'll give it a go. But before we get into that, we gotta do some Tidy Up. Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up. Before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I wanna get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tidy up. Alright, so every week we, uh, we do this tidy up section where we, we uh, clean up anything from previous episodes or, uh, or shout people out, do various things. We actually did get an email this week in regards mm-hmm. to our Thanksgiving episode. We did. Yes. long time, Longtime listener, we can officially call him because we're, <laughs> what is this, episode 24 or something like that? And I believe he's yeah. listened to every single one and he revealed himself as the first or maybe the only or the biggest fan from Nebraska, mm-hmm. my friend from, uh, from college and before really, uh, Dylan. And yeah, he wrote us an email in regards to some of the history stuff we were talking about right. with Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Dylan, we appreciate your email. Um, I know Kevin's already re- emailed you back. I may have misspoke a little bit when talking about the the roots of Thanksgiving and how it stems from the Protestant Reformation. Dylan rightfully pointed out that the Protestant Reformation started in the 16th century. And I'm not sure if I, I misspoke that, but I know that we talked about things that were happening in the 1600s in North America. There's that. And I think Kevin and I both knew this to an extent Thanksgiving is a very, or at least it should be a very complicated subject. For Native Americans, it's also seen as a day of mourning um, because of everything that happened when Europeans came to the shores. M-O-U-R-N,
0: mourning. Yes,
1: Um, which rightfully so. You know, we apologize if we left that out and didn't talk about that enough. Uh, Perhaps we should have. Yeah. So, uh, you know, definitely going forward next Thanksgiving, we're going to go a little bit deeper in all that. Yep. Um, so, it's not something that we're trying to hide or anything like that. We just didn't feel like we needed to go that deep on this one, and perhaps we should have. So, yeah,
0: Thanksgiving is a tricky one. And, and our podcast, being, you know, for the most part, yeah, we, we do try to teach something, but the idea is we, we know nothing. So, we try to have fun. And Dylan even points that out in his email. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have to remember that we are spreading information. We do have microphones in front of us. People are listening to us. So there is a certain responsibility that comes with that. Yeah. Regardless, all I'll say is we appreciate emails like this. This is exactly mm-hmm. what the Tidy Up section is for, for you oh, yeah. to call us out on things. So please continue to uh, continue to hold us accountable and keep us diligent. Mm-hmm. Do you like that I did that? Diligent? It almost has the word Dylan in it. <laughs> so thank you, Dylan. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie. Baby, it's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Baby, it's quiz time. All right, quiz time has has come for gremlins Mm -hmm. and spam. And here's what I'm gonna say is Gremlins. Um, I'm so excited about this and I, I, I gave the same kind of preface when I did the ska episode. I feel a certain responsibility to do a good job of this because I'm obsessed with this movie and I love this movie. But again, right. I'm just kind of a fan, I just watch it every year. So like I'm I'm very excited for it. So let's just jump right in. Let's just start with the <laughs> start with the Gremlins one and then we'll and then we'll jump to spam. So The very first question, um, the main character, the lead mogwai, Gizmo. Who voices (laughs) Gizmo? Who does the voice of Gizmo in Gremlins? Is it Emilio Estevez, Howie Mandel, Dana Carvey, or Hank
1: Azaria? I mean, the only one that I know that definitely does voice work is Hank Azaria. Uh And I feel like Dana Carvey has as well, because he's very good at doing impersonations and and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Howie Mandel, I'm not too sure on if he has or not. I'm just going to go with Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, who's known for his
0: work on The Simpsons, does a lot of characters there and has Mm -hmm. been on the screen for various movies. You're going to choose Hank Azaria? Yep. That is incorrect. Uh, It is Howie Mandel. Okay. And um, I can't even remember what I first knew Howie Mandel from. But he also does, if you ever watch the cartoon Bobby's World, mm-hmm. he did the voice of Bobby. and oh, okay. For those, and and I think he did like the dad's voice. Like he just used his regular voice. And he may, I can't even remember if he's, I should have looked this up, but he may have been like a writer or producer on that show as well. It may have been based Mm -hmm. on him. But it's so funny because Gizmo doesn't talk that much in Gremlins. And in fact, one of my favorite things about the various Gremlins movies, which I should clarify, there are two Gremlins movies. This one is only going to be about the first one but okay. but howie mandel does do the voice in the first and second one one of my favorite thing about the gremlins movies is the little subtle things that the mogwai's and the gremlins say they say these little one word phrases and so there's a lot of like billy who's the main character will who owns gizmo will say something like are you having fun and he'll say fun he's like you, <laughs> do, do you like that like Uh, you know, just little, little things like that. Um, it's like, Mogwai! Every, every time somebody says, this is my Mogwai, he's like, Mogwai! If you listen closely, (laughs) there is a big comparison, but there is a, there is a lot of similarity between Bobby from Bobby's World and... and a mogwai if you really listen closely. Okay. I should also say this episode may have spoilers for what happens in the movie Gremlins. I just watched it last night so things would be fresh in my mind. And I should also do diligence for anyone who's never seen Gremlins just to say, because this isn't part of the quiz. I did not put this question in the quiz. A mogwai is a little furry creature. If you're not familiar, they're freaking adorable. Gizmo is one of my all-time favorite characters. And there are three rules when you get a mogwai. You cannot, do you know them, John?
1: Uh, one of them is don't get them wet. Don't get them wet. Uh, don't feed them after what is it? Midnight? Midnight. Yes. And I don't, I don't know the third.
0: Bright lights. They're afraid of bright lights and bright lights literally hurt them and the sun will kill them. So those are the three rules and spoiler alert. If you get them wet, they multiply. If they eat after midnight, they turn into from furry little creatures into scary little gremlins. So, uh, so there you go. So you missed the first one. Oh, for one. And we're going to mm-hmm. get into our first spam question.
1: Yep. What year? Was Spam first introduced? Hmm. 1937, 1942,
0: 1955, or 1969? Wow. Yeah. See, now I, I'm guessing you'll have some kind of fact on this, or maybe there will be a question on it. But my understanding of Spam is that it's like a meat substitute. And so I well, would get... No, is it not? It's an actual meat?
1: Yeah. It's, it's pork, ham, salt, water potato starch.
0: Okay. Well, see, th- this is how little I know about spam. Spam was not part mm-hmm. of my culture, like my upbringing, my family right. growing up. And so I thought for some reason it was like a, and maybe that's, that part of this is still true, but it was like a cheaper version of of meat. It was just like a, a more affordable version of meat to help families who, I I, don't, I, I have no idea.
1: but and, and that's not part of the quiz, but that, that is something that happened. You know, for some reason it got this I mean, it's not exactly cheap now, but it was fairly inexpensive back in the day, and it was provided for different reasons that we can talk about here after you answer. Okay.
0: Well, so why don't I make my choice? I I was looking at the first two, the earlier ones, 1937 or 1942, and my initial thought was, is there some kind of connection to a war, a world war, in fact, Oh, man. Now I don't know. I was going to choose 1937. I'm changing my mind last minute. I'm going to choose 1942. I'm locking it in.
1: Incorrect. It's 37. It was. (laughs) Yes. July 5th of 1937, actually. It's the day after Independence Day. And outside of a few Hormel Foods executives, Mm -hmm. no one actually knows what SPAM stands for. Um, No way. To this day? Yeah. Wow. it, It was... A brother of a company of a Hormel company executive came up with the name and won a hundred dollar prize. And and so popular belief is that spam is a contraction of spiced ham.
0: (laughs) I don't know why Um, that's funny to me. Right.
1: (laughs) But you are right in that there is a deep connection uh, with World War II. Okay. Because it is shelf stable. You don't it doesn't need to be refrigerated. It was an easy way of sending protein meat to the front lines, uh, to soldiers during World War II. And so some of the names that they referred to it as ham that didn't pass its physical, meatloaf without (laughs) basic training, and special (laughs) army meat. We're talking over 150 million pounds of spam was sent or was purchased by the end of World War II. And then, so after World War II, you know, the US helped a lot of other countries that were deeply affected by the war. The UK being one of those. And so that's, I think, where it started to get that, you know, it was for poor people and it, you know, meat substitute and stuff like that because it was being provided to people that needed help. Look at you.
0: You're already tidying up the myths that I had in my head and was (laughs) spreading to the audience. You're doing a great job. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's like uh, it's you know it's funny because it's I'm holding up the can that's mm-hmm. there's me banging against. Man, you did a great job. I'm looking at the ingredients: pork with ham, salt, water, modified potato starch, sugar, sodium nitrate. You were you were right on with that. Sorry, <laughs> I hope that wasn't a question, nope. but you already said it. All right, well, uh, Euro for one. This stuff fueled the troops. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It fueled the troops. Uh, we're both over one to start. You ready for uh, number two of the Gremlins? Yep. It's funny because this question isn't in there, but there is sort of a military tie-in to Gremlins because Gremlins were rumored, I forget in which war, but like to to be on on planes Mm -hmm. and were rumored to like be destroying plane parts. And so one of the characters in Gremlins is a is a war vet, and he's the one who coins them as Gremlins because he he was afraid of them prior to them even showing up because he had, you know, some PTSD or whatever. I think
1: that was World War Two.
0: Probably World War II. That would make sense, especially since the movie takes place in the 80s, yeah. 1984. Um, all right. True or false? Gremlins is rated PG-13.
1: True or false? I'm going to go with false. And that's mainly because I feel like you try to trick me with this. And I know that the rating systems in the 80s was a lot looser on things than they are now. So I'm going with false.
0: That is correct. Well done. Yes. I would say that in today's standards, yeah, PG-13 is probably a good rating for for Gremlins. Mm-hmm. It is rated uh, PG, however, and that is because when it came out, PG-13 did not exist. In fact- I almost
1: said that, but I wasn't sure enough to say. Yep.
0: It, along with uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. which also came out that year, were both- heavily criticized. There was a lot of violent sequences and uh, parents were not happy that they were bringing their kids, especially because Gremlins had two trailers. One was sort of a scarier one Mm -hmm. and one was, look at how cute this little mogwai is. Oh, children, friends, family, come (laughs) watch this movie of this cute little mogwai. And then all of a sudden, I mean, these mogwais get pretty violent and there's, there's there's some pretty gory scenes. I mean, they're not yeah they're kind of over the top. you don't see too much human gore. you see you see some Gremlin gore that we'll we'll get into later. but yeah so uh, Steven Spielberg was the executive producer on Gremlins and he was the one who suggested to the Motion Pictures Association of America that to alter its rating system and they created a hmm. new PG 13 rating and it was interesting because I thought maybe Gremlins would have its rating changed as a result, but they don't they right. keep it PG. But yeah, that was pretty fascinating. And, and fun fact, Steven Spielberg has a cameo in Gremlins. <laughs> there's a scene where Billy's dad, who's an inventor, is at this invention convention. And there's all these robots going around. And you see this guy go across the this, this screen on this like futuristic-looking bike riding it. Mm-hmm. It's Steven Spielberg going right in front of the camera, <laughs> this young Steven Spielberg. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right there. So I thought that was pretty fun. But yeah, PG-13 is false. It is rated PG, Gremlins.
1: Okay. You ready for question two?
0: Yep, you're one for two. Yep. Going to try to tie you here.
1: What state has the highest consumption per capita? Minnesota, California, Hawaii, or Florida?
0: Hawaii jumps right out to me. Spam is something that when I think of spam, I think of Hawaii, and i I realize at this moment I have no idea why that is, and I'm wondering if it's if it's telling me that I should not overthink this and just pick Hawaii, and because for for whatever reason it's very. Um, popular in Hawaii. I'm just going to choose Hawaii and see what happens. I'm locking it in.
1: Correct. Yes. And, and this actually stems from World War II. So because, you know, the US army was eating so much spam and then we were providing it to allies and stuff afterwards, a lot of the Pacific Islands, Hawaii, Guam, Japan, and so on, they started incorporating spam pretty heavily, especially in Hawaii. Uh, into their diets and everything to the point to where McDonald's and Burger King have spam options on their menus there. To, to this day? To this day.
0: Wow. In Hawaii specifically? Yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> And, it, and it, it seems to work very well with Asian inspired foods. One of the big ones is um, spam musubi which is basically just a thing of rice with a slice of of spam on top and then wrapped with uh, nori. What is nori? Is that that like seaweed? So it's like a a strip of it to hold it all together. But, uh, you know, Puerto Rico also does a lot of spam. In fact, there's a specific sandwich that I learned about that I really want to try. It's called Sandwich de Mezcla. And I could probably be butchering that pronunciation. It's close enough. Uh But basically, it's a pimento cheese sandwich with spam added into it. Oh, that sounds super good. Right. Yeah. Like yes. you, you blend it all together. So it's like just a super smooth paste, like a p- good pimento cheese sandwiches. Uh, mm. And evidently that's a, a big one for it's a main party staple. In Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Cause I'm going to try this here in a little mm-hmm. bit. And I'm, I'm literally just, I was telling John beforehand, like, I didn't even know what to prepare for. Like I brought a fork and I didn't even know if that's how you eat spam. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, all, all I know is you put it in your mouth and you chew it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm just going to eat it, whatever raw, right out of the yeah. can today, just eat a bite or two. But I'm trying, like, I have eggs in my fridge mm-hmm. that I eat for breakfast. I, I oh, can probably span- just scramble yeah. it up with my eggs and Spam and eggs. That's a thing, right? Yeah. You know,
1: spam and macaroni and cheese, you know.
0: Do I get a point for that? Spam and (laughs) eggs?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you you can just slice it, eat it cold on a sandwich like you would deli ham, or you can fry it up. You can chop it into little cubes, kind of like diced ham and, and and fry it and use it as sprinkles on top of mac and cheese. I've tried a recipe where you slice it up, coat it in Frank's Buffalo hot sauce, And then you, you know, take crushed crackers and, you know, you bread it in that and then you fry it. Oh my
0: gosh, John. I should have eaten lunch before I (laughs) hopped on here, man. I'm hungry. Well, I'm learning that aside from just the, you know, it keeps for a while Mm -hmm. in the can, it's also an extremely versatile meat. You can do a lot of, it's not, you know, yeah, sure. Technically you could do anything with a slice, with a little slice of deli ham, but it pretty much, you're going to put it on a sandwich and that's it. This you can, you can get creative and do a lot with. Yeah, exactly. Versatile meat. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, well, I just tied you up. We're one for two to start. Good start. Here's number three for the Gremlins. The majority, this is a spoiler alert, by the way. So if you are (laughs) going to watch the movie, this is kind of a big moment in it. The majority of the Gremlins are eliminated by being blown up in a movie theater. What movie are they watching? Is it Pinocchio, Cinderella, Dumbo, or Snow White and the Seven Dwarves?
1: I have no idea.
0: Oh, I, was, I was like, okay, he either knows this and he's going to shoot it off right off the bat or he has no idea. Do you remember this scene at all? I've
1: never seen the movie.
0: Oh my gosh. I meant to ask that at the beginning. Okay, so this makes this even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so sorry that I just spoiled this for no, you. No, I don't care.
1: <laughs> I, at this point, it is an old enough movie to where it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> There's going to be more spoilers. I, it, it's fine. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, if it was, you know, a brand new movie that came out last week, that's one thing, but this movie's been out yeah. for, you know, 30 some years. It's
0: I think, oh, you don't like horror movies um, either. Yeah. Here's the, this is the interesting thing about, and we'll get back to this question here, but the interesting thing about Gremlins is it was originally planned to be sort of a straight up horror movie, mm-hmm. but they realized that it had more appeal, because, especially because of the cuteness of the main character, Gizmo, mm-hmm. that it had an appeal being sort of a horror comedy and was one of the early ones to do it where they realized audience liked this mix of Okay, you're horrified one moment, but then you're happy and cheery the next. By horror movie standards, this is not a scary movie. I think I think you'd actually really enjoy it, John. Okay. But yeah, so they're all in a movie theater and they're either watching Pinocchio, Cinderella, Dumbo, or Snow White, which you just gotta take a stab in the dark, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean I'm gonna go with Pinocchio. Pinocchio,
0: you're gonna lock it in? Yep. That's incorrect. Ah. They are watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and it's pretty hilarious because they're all singing hi-ho. They're hai-ha, hai-ha, but they're like more evil. And this is kind of one of the points that I was making is there's a theater full of gremlins mm-hmm. and they're all dressed up. The, the funny thing about gremlins is they'll inexplicably have like clothing or glasses or like nobody knows where they got them from or how they fit their little tiny bodies, but they're all in the theater and they're singing and they're eating popcorn. And then they cut to outside of the theater where Billy, the main character, and his girlfriend, Kate, have little gizmo. And even gizmo is he's going, hi-ho, <laughs> <laughs> it is so, it's so freaking cute. Like he's just, he's just a happy go lucky little musical uh, mogwai. Okay, John. So uh, one for three for you. We're yeah. ready for number three on spam. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. And,
1: and, I, and I forget what you're at. Is it two for three? I, I am one for
0: two? two to start. Okay. Yeah.
1: Which British prime minister referred to it as a wartime delicacy? Tony Blair, Boris Johnson, Winston Churchill, or Margaret Thatcher?
0: Wow. Um so we've been talking mm-hmm. about World War II and so that assuming my history is correct that makes me think of Winston Churchill. Tony Blair feels a little too recent. Margaret Thatcher like the thing is it could be this could have been refer- referred to as a wartime delicacy like in the 80s or 90s referring to like yeah this is this is such a wartime delicacy. But I'm going to lean I'm going to lean into Winston Churchill and say that he was the one who
1: said it. Incorrect. Ah, it was Margaret Thatcher.
0: It was. Oh, <laughs> that was my second choice. Well, so what was she talking? And when was she? We were just prime minister in the um, 90s, eighty, late 80s, 90s? I'm going to double check that. 79 to yeah. 90, it looks yeah, like. Margaret Thatcher.
1: Yeah. She lived through World War II. It looks like she was born in 1925 only died mm-hmm. eight years ago. If you watch The Crown on Netflix at all, she's played by Karen Gillian.
0: Oh yes, I know her as uh from uh the Marvel movies. Or not Karen Gillian. As uh Nebula.
1: No, it, it's uh she was from X-Files.
0: Oh, 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 yes, not Karen Gillian, but uh j- j- Jillian Anderson. Yes, there we go. Jillian Anderson. Yeah. Okay. The wrong
1: Jillian. <laughs> Took her last name and uh j- Anyways. J- yeah. 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 Got it. She plays Margaret Thatcher and does a fantastic job as it. But yeah, uh, she referred to it as a wartime delicacy because she grew up during the war. I did throw Churchill in there as a, because he was prime minister during the war. It worked. I mean, and, you know, Tony Blair and Boris Johnson are both old enough, even if they weren't necessarily alive during World War II, you know, their parents were. And so they, they could have heard stories and stuff, so.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That did get me. That's why I was unsure. All right. Yeah, I missed that one, which um, we're both one for three then, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Number four is a visual one, which um, I do love doing these visual questions. I'm realizing more and more that as a podcast, it's a little bit difficult, but you can go to lackofgenius.com and look at the Gremlins quiz to see these choices. Mm -hmm. The question is, which of these gizmo toys does Kevin not own? So there are four pictures. I own three of these things. One, I do not. The first one is uh, Dancing Gizmo, and he's got a little Santa hat on. He's like a little plush Gizmo with a Santa hat. Number two is Gizmo Chia Pet, which I'm sure you can envision yourself. Number three is Face Changing Gizmo, and uh, there's a picture of a a little Gizmo figurine with three different faces and some props that you can uh, swap his face out on. And number four is Gizmo Magnet, and it's a little face of Gizmo stitched together, and it's a magnet. So which of these do I not
1: own, John? I'm guessing the Chia Pet. Chia Pet? Yeah.
0: Any reason? You, you going to lock it in? You have any reasoning behind it, or you're just going to go for I'm it? I'm just going for it. Okay. Chia Pet is... Correct. I do not own it. I would love a Gizmo Chia Pet, even though Chia Pets are kind of gross. They get all grody and nasty after a while, but yeah. oh God, I, I'm i like a little kid. I can't get enough Gizmo things. All three of these things were gifts. I didn't buy any of them for myself. I'll start with the dancing Gizmo. The Santa hat I added on myself, but there's a little switch on the bottom. He The dancing is now broken, but I will play what he's also sings, the Gizmo song. So So without further ado, here you go. That's the uh, that's the gizmo song, which fun fact about that is in the movie, that is not sung by uh, Howie Mandel. It's sung by like a little girl or yeah. something, but that's the gizmo song that he sings on his own. And it's so freaking cute. My sister and brother-in-law at the time got that for me. The other one is a, um, it's it's a cool little gizmo. I don't have in front of me, but he, you can change his face. My brother got that for me last year. And the third is a homemade um, magnet that a friend made and, uh, and I, it was given as a gift. Now, merchandising was huge. Mm-hmm when Gremlins came out, so they made all kinds of merchandise. But what I loved is that starting in the 2000s, um, some companies, including the National Entertainment Collectibles Association known as NECA. I don't know if they go by NECA. They started producing all new Gremlins toys and collectibles and then in 2017, they began producing uh, official Gremlins life-size puppets. And what's hilarious about learning this is that I looked at the dancing gizmo and I looked at the mask gizmo and they're both made by NECA, NECA. So I was like, oh, okay, I got one of those toys. But yeah, so if anyone's looking to just give me gifts because they like me, uh, you're not going to go wrong with anything Gizmo or Mogwai related.
1: I, I'm surprised that they haven't teamed up with the uh, company that made Furbies.
0: Yes, they look so much alike. Right. In fact, I should have thought about this because when Furbies came out, I think there may have been a lawsuit or or mm. at least in popular culture, people were like, these are just ripoffs of Mogwais. But I think there was enough difference that that there was. No, but yeah, that, that would have been a good pair up. Okay. So there's my Mogwai toys. You got that right. You're two for four. I'm one for three. So I'm going to try to catch up with you and tie you here on uh, question four about spam.
1: Okay. Ooh. True or false?
0: <laughs> I'm laughing before I even hear the question. <laughs> I'm reading it. That's why.
1: <laughs> Hormel has released a pumpkin spiced flavor of spam.
0: True or false? I, true or I mean, false? like, I, I'm not even, I'm just going to choose true because A, I hope it's true, and B, this sounds too silly. I feel like you just wanted to get this in the quiz. So you made it a true or false question. I'm choosing true.
1: It's true. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm not celebrating myself. I'm celebrating that this exists.
1: <laughs> it came out in uh, September of 2019. So two years ago.
0: Wow. Have you had it? I have not. For someone who has never tried spam, I have to say, I don't know how appealing that sounds. Right. I mean, outside,
1: <laughs> outside of pumpkin pie, uh-huh. I'm not a big pumpkin spice fan. Like, you know, pumpkin spice latte, yeah, just not a big fan of them.
0: I think that I am, but meat meat and pumpkin spice, I don't think go together. There are some things that All just right. don't go together, in my yeah. opinion. So, Okay, wow, look at us go. We're heading into question yeah. five, right? And we're both two for four? We are. Wow, this isn't—and we tied last week for the first Mm -hmm. time in forever. I don't know if we're going to tie this week, but this is— we haven't had very close matchups for a long time until last week, so this is very exciting again. Here we go, number five. Again, this is now something that you're not going to know. I was basing this (laughs) off of let's see if he remembers. But which of the following is not one of the ways a gremlin is killed in the movie. So we do see gremlins get killed including I already spoiled the blowing up the theater, which is not one of the ways a gremlin's is killed. A blown up in a microwave, B decapitated by a sword, C put in a blender, or D electrocuted by christmas
1: lights. Though I have not seen the movie. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things that if it's a popular movie or something, other shows and stuff might use clips or get talked about. I vaguely for some reason have a picture of being electrocuted by Christmas lights in my head. As for the rest, I don't know. I feel like decapitating with a sword would be very difficult. (laughs) So that's the one I'm going to go with. You're
0: choosing decapitated by a sword. You're locking it in. Yep. That is incorrect. Ah. So it actually was electrocuted by Christmas lights is the one that did not happen. Now, there are many scenes of Gremlins playing with electrical cords. There's one where Mm -hmm. one is hanging on Christmas lights and Corey Feldman cuts, Corey Feldman is in this movie, by the way, cuts the Christmas lights to get rid of them. But none of them are actually killed by that. And in fact, there is a scene where Billy's dog is strung up by Christmas lights that the little evil mogwais did to him. Uh, So that is the correct answer. So there is a Gremlin that gets blown up in a microwave and it's kind of like ridiculously like uh, gooey and gross. Mm -hmm. One does get put into a blender and that's pretty exciting. And then the third, I had I had actually forgotten about the decapitated by a sword. Every time somebody walks into the main character's house, there's these two swords that are crossing, hanging on the wall, and one of them always falls. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice until this last time that like, oh, they're calling our attention to those swords early in the movie because Billy ends up, spoiler alert, running in to rescue his mom, who's being attacked by a gremlin, slices off its head and its head flies into the fireplace and then you just see this burning gremlin head that's screaming <laughs> and it's just so fantastic. Now, the original version of the film, the original draft was way darker and way just way darker and way more horrifying. So right. these are things that did not happen in Gremlins, but were planned. Billy's mother was supposed to die in her struggle with the Gremlins. So instead of hmm. instead of Billy coming in and decapitating the, uh, the Gremlin, she was supposed to get decapitated by Gremlins and they were going to throw her head down the stairs when Billy got home. So that would have been pretty gruesome. Um, yeah. There was going to be a scene of the Gremlins eating Billy's dog, uh, which would have been a a nightmare. There was Mm -hmm. supposed to be a scene where the gremlins were in McDonald's eating customers instead of burgers. And then the last one was that Gizmo was originally supposed to become like the evil head gremlin. And Steven Spielberg was one of the ones who was very like, look, Gizmo is too cute and too likable of a character and people are going to want to root for him. So Mm -hmm. we A, can't have him turn into the bad guy and B, all this other like horrifying stuff it's too it's too much we need there we need to tame this down and so i for one i'm glad they didn't because it would have been a completely different movie it right. probably would have been a good horror movie but it wouldn't have had the sort of more mass appeal right and the one big fact that i forgot is that um this movie takes place around Christmas time and all of the action happens on Christmas Eve, which is why, why I consider it a Christmas movie. There's lots of talk about Christmas. There's Christmas decorations everywhere. So it's why I like to watch it every Mm -hmm. year. It gets me in the spirit. I get that. (sighs) Okay, John. So you finished two for five. Yep. I'm two for four. Mm -hmm. Stepping into number five on spam. And uh, if I get it, I win. Yep. If I miss it, we tie.
1: So what comedy group made spam popular? The Wise Kids You Know, The Kids in the Hall, Monty Python, or Blue collar Comedy?
0: I'm pretty sure I know this one. Uh, and it took me a minute because I was like, I can't remember why I know this, but I believe it was Spamalot, which I don't know if that's the name of the movie or even if it is a movie. I just know that I've seen that and I know that it's affiliated with Monty Python. So I'm going to lock in Monty Python.
1: Correct. Yeah. But it's not because of lot
0: It's not because of Spamalot.
1: But Spamalot is a fantastic musical. If you ever get the chance to go see it, go see it. Okay. Back in the, I think it was in the either 60s or 70s when Monty Python had their TV show on in the UK. Uh, there's a specific skit where they're kind of making fun about how ubiquitous spam was. There's, you know, there's a, c- a couple customers sitting at a diner, and the the waitress comes up and starts reading off the menu, and it's like, you know, spam, spam and eggs, spam, spam and eggs, yes! spam, beans, spam and eggs. I remember yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, I think the movie that you're thinking of is the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where spam is mentioned in one of the like they have like a song one or two songs in there. Oh,
0: so Spamalot isn't isn't Monty Python at all. I no, was wrong on no, that. No, it is. It is. Oh,
1: it is. Okay, okay. But lot is based off of the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The music and stuff is written by Eric Idle, which is one of the the main members of Monty Python. Awesome. And I and we may have talked about this a little bit in the past. You know, I was a- able to go see Spamalot in London. And they actually sold spam sandwiches during the intermission.
0: Was am I confusing this or was this the one where the uh the actress from uh, no, it,
1: yeah, it's the same
0: Ted Lasso? She mm-hmm. I can't think of her character's name, she's the owner of the team, but she right. was she was in that musical and this was what like 15 years ago or more
1: 2007.
0: Okay, so yeah, yeah, about almost yeah. 15 years. Yeah, oh, that's great. And you got spam sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. So, All right, well, so uh, you won, dude. dude John, I'm I'm opening this can of spam, and as I'm doing it, I just want to say, listen, that's that's the, that's the can opening. You did a great job with this quiz, and I, you know, you do a great job on all the quizzes. I really enjoyed that one for some reason. I don't, they, that was very informative. I had a blast. I'm smelling the spam, and it's yeah, you know, it,
1: it's just like ham. Yeah, it, it really, smells like it, ham. It, a saltier ham.
0: This is literally the first time I've seen spam this up close. I have a I have a, <laughs> I literally just have a fork full of it. I'm just I'm just gonna eat it. Here we go. Mm, it tastes like salty meat. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like salty meat. Now, you mm-hmm. told me you like to eat it cold, but not everybody does. This one is room temperature. Mm, yeah, I got to say, it's, it's, it's very salty, which, mm-hmm. now, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, most people probably just don't do what I just did and just eat no. spam right out of the can. And I— I will not do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hate it, but it was not an enjoyable experience for me.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, uncooked spam is best on uh, like a sandwich yeah. or something like that.
0: That's what I figured. And like when you were describing the uh, Frank's red, the, like hot mm-hmm. sauce would be good with this. I, I'm picturing a scr- an egg scramble with some hot sauce and just yeah. being I mean, freaking fantastic.
1: Soy sauce is really good with it. Oh yes, I could taste that, yes. I've sliced it up before and then just, you know, put it in a pan and put soy sauce on top of it and fried it that way.
0: Dude, well, um, you may have opened up a whole new world for me because I am (laughs) gonna make sure I use the rest of this can on something delicious. In fact, you know what I'm, oh, I don't think I have tortillas. I was gonna say, maybe I'll make like egg and Spam burritos tonight. Uh, I still might, I still might go out and get my ingredients. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, it was fun. It was fun uh, trying that spam with you, and um, I I ended up winning this episode, which um, I think it's. I think now it's. I have eleven wins. You have ten. We have three ties, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, John, man, yeah, thanks for thanks for educating me on the world of spam, and let me know if you do watch Gremlins. God, I could talk about gremlins all day, by the way. I know we have to wrap up this episode. I have one one more fun fact that cracked me up that I couldn't find a a place to get into the quiz. But here's one of my favorite things about not just gremlins, but movies from the 80s is that Mm -hmm. there was no CGI. There's a scene where there's a gremlin riding a skateboard. And you know what, John? It's a gremlin riding a skateboard. It's not something somebody made on a computer, which is an amazing skill, don't get me wrong, but I just love being able to physically see these Mm -hmm. things. And there's a scene where they're eating, chicken all up close. And what's funny about that is it's literally like a close-up shot of just their face. They had to make like giant versions of their faces to, to, to film that scene. But <laughs> so they used a lot of puppetry there. Were, there's right. even a scene where you can straight up see like the little hole um, for the arm, mm-hmm. you know, th- things like that exist. And that's just the way it was. <laughs> but they, they were experimenting. <laughs> they tried putting a gremlin head on a monkey <laughs> and and have, <laughs> having actual monkeys, but the, the test monkey panicked, and so they, they scrapped that idea pretty quickly. But, oh my gosh, if there are two things that I could have in this world that would make me happy, one would be an actual mogwai, like a real-life mm-hmm. one. I don't think that's going to happen, but if someday I see a monkey in a mogwai and or gremlin suit, I'm going to die happy. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and with that, I don't, you have anything else you wanted to add? I think that's a good note to go out on.
1: No, I don't think so. I, I don't think I can top <laughs>
0: Well, here's hoping we run into a, a mogwai monkey and uh, John, always great to be on here with you, man. Yeah, you too. All right. We'll catch you all next week. It's the lack of genius podcast in your earholes at last. They don't know their Mars from Venus. That's why it's the lack of genius podcast.
1: We're talking over 150 million pounds of spam.
0: Mm.